Okay. I I messaged them on Instagram. And <laughs> oh my I- <laughs> God. We're not even going to be allowed in. They're going to be like, oh, there she is. Don't let her in. Well, just wait to hear what I said. I invited them to stay at our house. <laughs> you did what? That's probably the creepiest shit I've ever heard. I mean, if the body's dead, you could probably just, you could make it fit in the trunk. I'm like kind of nervous to like tell you about my like knowledge of this stuff. Hey everybody, I'm Mason. And I'm Tina. And this is Sinfully Us. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 6 of Sinfully Us where we make fun of the things that you like and talk about things that you never heard of. So first off, I wanted to apologize to everybody about last week's episode. Um, So what had happened was... What had happened was... What had happened was... (laughs) (laughs) um, We were running the show off of an iMac and essentially it just stopped turning on. And there was nothing I could do about it. And I actually ended up losing everything. Um, so I had to go out and get a new computer so we could continue the show. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> so, but also we, we got some, uh, some new equipment, so we may be sounding a little different as well. Um, and also if you can hear the dogs in the background. Oh my gosh, they're so bad. And then Bentley goes out and she just antagonizes them. Well, she doesn't even bark. No, 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 no. She doesn't bark. She just looks through the fence at them and like, she's like, why are you guys barking so much? And then they go crazy. So I apologize in advance for the amount of barking that you will hear. I can't make them stop. They won't stop. (laughs) They will do this all day long. All day long. (laughs) I'll, I'll even look at the dog and uh, go crazy there for a minute. I'm like, Bentley, your friends are ridiculous. And she's like, they are my friends. Yeah, she's like, nope, I don't associate with dogs like that. And they literally started barking more as soon as we pressed record. No, they totally did. Because they totally it, did. It, it wasn't this bad. <laughs> it wasn't this bad before. Um, so, again, I, I just wanted to apologize for the uh, the lapse in content. Um, but we're back now. Yay. <laughs> I've got a really cool episode today. Yeah. So, uh, you want to preface the episode with what we're doing this week? Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's actually funny cause I had purchased tickets a while ago and I a million percent forgot. And then I found my iPad and I was looking through my pictures just to see like what was on there. And I found the screenshot of my tickets and I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot Mason. We got to get this off of work. But I'm like, totally obsessed with this podcast and it's called and that's why we drink it's, it's pretty it's really it's quite good it's awesome it's um okay because i kind of have like some strange interests like i love serial killers and true crime and like paranormal things and like i just love like you know it's, spooky stories it's funny because everybody at work is concerned for me <laughs> but what's so funny like i'm so like happy and perky all the time and then like i'm like but also and have you the, ever and heard they of- pull me aside and they're like watch your back she's gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay nobody would ever know because i'm so well versed right right you've done your research <laughs> that, that 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 leaves me with some comfort <laughs> i'm sure you know <laughs> like they will never find my body right or figure out that it actually was <laughs> tina <laughs> right and like the uh, you, i feel like you'd probably still end up being friends with my parents oh totally like, i don't know what happened totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just turn turn around and just rub your little fingers together like, also would you like some of this meat pie <laughs> that's definitely not mason no no <laughs> no no that's but my like my body like uh <laughs> like you know charles manson like he's like from my hometown and like you know you can go and see like the manson cave and stuff like that and like a good old uncle charlie i you know i adore him right and and one thing you had told me about when i took my first trip to los angeles was the museum of death 
Oh, yeah. That's like my favorite place in the world. Like, it is so interesting. So it's in Hollywood, and it's called the Museum of Death. And basically, it's exactly what it says. You know, it's a museum of different, like, aspects of death. So you walk in, and it's uh, war crimes. So they have, like, pictures and videos of, like, beheadings and, um, like, really crazy, like, I don't know, just like things, how, like how they, they kill people out, you know, during wartime. And then you walk through another room and it's a John Wayne Gacy room. So they've got, you know, pictures that he's drawn and they have, you know, like his, um, I guess he did like a self-portrait of him as a clown and, uh, you know, letters from him in prison. And then they have a whole Charles Manson area and then they have a, a area for suicides and car accidents and they have like you walk through some like one part and it's almost like a funeral home. So it kind of goes through how, you know, like what happens after you die. I don't know. It's just it's super, super interesting. And it's really dark and really morbid. But like, it's so interesting. I can't not. <laughs> I can't not. <laughs> I, I have yet to go people. All right. So I'm working on it. Well, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm slightly interested. Like we drove by it and I was like, hmm. Well, like it's no, got like this. I'm normal. It's really okay. <laughs> talk about like how me this place is. Like the whole front of it is flowers and like all like these bright colors and pretty things and a huge skull. <laughs> like a huge, like takes up the entire, uh, the, the entire wall. Yeah, the whole yeah. gate. Yeah, it's, it's actually really cool because it's kind of like medieval, like goth. Like it's. It's really cool. Yeah. I really like it. And then I, I met, haven't been inside. I met the owners and like they were like so stoked at how stoked that I was. Right. <laughs> so I walk in and I was like, this is so exciting. And they're just like, really? <laughs> that's that's another thing that uh, that would be interesting to see how they pure, per, procured the funds. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, and then they had. Walk I've, into the bank and it's like, I need to make a museum. <laughs> a museum of death. A museum of death. And then Delbert's over on the side. <laughs> Delbert's on the side with his briefcase filled with barbed wire. Right. And he's, he's like, he's whale like, I, shoot. I just, I, just, I just need to, to, to wait a second, Delbert. All right. <laughs> Me first. I got here first, Delbert. I don't care what you got. <laughs> he's like, but I got barbed wire. I'll put you in this museum, Delbert. <laughs> oh, no. See, oh, I, 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 what I pictured, like, as I said that, it was like, just talking about this, it was just so dark in my head <laughs> that, like, he was strung from, like, the ceiling, like, wrapped oh up God. in barbed bar- wire. I don't even know what Stop. Delbert looks like. Stop it. But that's how I picture him in the Museum of Death no, that I've never been to. You know what else they have in the Museum of Death? In the front where, like, you get your tickets and, like, you know, there's, like, a little um, gift shop with, like, t-shirts and patches and, and like... sonograms. Sonograms and, like, cool stuff. No. <laughs> sonograms? I don't know, Who's but you, pregnant? Insta- like- you instantly <laughs> ate that up and agreed. Listen, You were listen. just like, yes, that is there. I did improv back in the day, <laughs> and the first rule of improv is you accept and roll with it. So that's what I was just doing, okay? <laughs> and I gave it to you on a spoon. Here okay. comes the plane. All I'm trying to tell you is about this cool thing in the front of the museum of death and yet you haven't it's so he's got this um terrarium terrarium or terrarium okay i don't know what a terrarium is so i'm gonna go with terrarium it's got a two-headed turtle in it yes a terrarium a ter- what's a terrarium <laughs> i it's not a word you made up <laughs> no. <laughs> no so it's got a ter- two-headed turtle in there and i can't remember what his name was but i like i really love turtles right So I got super, super excited. I walked in and I was just like, oh my God, this place is like heaven. (laughs) But yeah, so anyway, I have kind of a weird um, love for creepy, weird things. You don't say. And so, so that's kind of what, and that's why we drink is about is like um, one of the, the people on the podcast does true crime. And then the other one does um paranormal stories so like they go over all of like the haunted um like asylums and you know weird old creepy houses and all that good stuff so i've been following them for a while now and uh they're doing some kind of tour and they're right. coming into dallas which surprised me well i'm kind of confused as to like what like it's what good. are they gonna do like are they just gonna do like a podcast but in front of us or i i guess so and that's something that's new to me because 
you can go watch people podcast. Well, and I don't know if that's what they're going to do or if it's just like a Q&A, but like I'm stoked about it regardless. Right. Because like I've been following these people, so I I feel like I know them. You know, <laughs> like I've been listening to all of these episodes and I feel like I know who these people are. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go meet Em and Christine. Like, yay, my friends. If you guys don't feel the same way about us. Well, it's only episode six. They're yeah, still getting you, to know. You'll get there. But right. <laughs> I also maybe I have a confession to make. I don't think that you know this. Okay. I I message them on Instagram. And <laughs> oh <my> I can't. <laughs> We're not even going to be allowed in. They're going to be like, oh, there she is. Don't let her in. Well, just wait to hear what I said. <laughs> I invited them to stay at our house. <laughs> you did what? That's probably the creepiest shit I've ever heard. I was like, I get, even said, get your phone and read how okay, I, I want. I want to know exactly what you said, you, you creepy little girl. Well, because they did a uh, podcast about um, the murder that had happened here, right? You know the the girl who was killed at the church, right? Um, and so and, I and for those who don't know about that. Um, Basically, <laughs> this person, this figure, was uh, dressed up in like a SWAT uniform, and like uh, this lady was doing like an exercise class at a church in Midlothian at like five in the morning, and this this person who still hasn't been caught, this is still ongoing, yeah, and it's been a couple years now, um, was just like walking around this church like with a hammer like in full SWAT uniform and you guys can go and uh, Google what I'm talking about. It's not, it's not what you think it is though. Like it's not like a video of her getting murdered or anything. Right. All it is, is just like surveillance of the halls and like this person walking through and he has a, or she or whoever it is yeah, they don't has know. a hammer and is just like smashing vases and like doing weird stuff. And like, right. you know, and I, I, I don't know, like it, it was also weird um, because it was just way too convenient. Like certain cameras were, weren't working yeah. and, you know, like, nobody saw the car leave yeah. or anything like that. And it was just kind of, it was kind of weird because it, the church itself is so secluded from everything else that it would be weird to see something there. Right. And, and it was kind of weird too, because... At first, it just looked like, oh, my God, it was a murder. And then weird stuff started coming out. Like, there was, like, infidelity, and it might have been this person. Right, and, then, and like, like the, the father-in-law or, or something, somebody turned in, like, a shirt with blood yeah, on it. Yeah, And everybody was like, 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 he took it to the dry cleaners, and everybody's like, uh. Excuse you. <laughs> right. And, but, but, yeah, basically, uh, she got bludgeoned with, like, a hammer. Which is crazy because like Midlothian seems like such like a cozy, nice place. It's not right, you know, not right. the place of murderers and stuff. But um, is it weird knowing that I know that, and I'd rather live here than in Dallas? <laughs> well, no the the weird thing about it too is that everybody assumed that it was a man, you know, and then they've had people who are specialists in you know finding out things about people just off of their body language and they think that it's actually a woman well they need to figure it out because <laughs> it's been how many years now i think it's it, been like six or seven years now no no it's only been like two or three years it's, oh really yeah. it was really that recent yeah it, it, it wasn't that long ago yeah so anyway so they did they did a podcast right yeah okay. back to you being creepy <laughs> Well, and I even wrote that in the thing. I said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're coming to Dallas, California, born and raised, super familiar with House of Pies, which is something that they talk about often. Right. I saw the little chips in your office. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. This, that's so weird that you said that. Yeah. And then he said, <laughs> okay. anyway, so um, uh, they have a dog named Geo. Right. And they always like spend like a minute and talk about Geo. And then at the end they do uh, Geo Astrology. I, I don't think I've ever like listened to the end of their episode. <laughs> they like, cause they, they want to like end it on like a happy note. So right. they take Gio's birthday and they're like, Gio this week. It's like watching SpongeBob <laughs> after watching a scary movie. Right. Exactly. Right. So, um, I said, uh, I also think Gio is the most handsomest in the land because that's what they always say. Right. I said, if you guys get bored and want to go to the Midlothian or want to go to Midlothian to visit the church where Missy Beavers was murdered, I'd be stoked to give you a tour since I'm now a Midlothian resident. 
I said, that sounded way more creepy than I expected. Anyway, I'm so <laughs> excited that you guys are touring and spreading the good word of creepy shenanigans. And then I did a black heart. And then they didn't respond. And then they didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, no, this is how we get murdered in the church. Because I know, right? Tina was the person. Fast forward to like a month from now and I have a I restraining order. I was wondering why you have so much SWAT gear. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's terrible. That's really messed up. <laughs> but I I kind of want to start um, doing something, and I know you're kind of on the fence about it, but I think it would be really cool, and I kind of want to know what the listeners think since they're so engaged when we ask questions. <laughs> we get so much feedback. We get so much feedback. Listen, all <laughs> two of you are so inspiring. Right, right. <laughs> And, no, know, but it's super exciting. Like when we get a message, we're over here just like, we got a message. Right. And it, it's crazy because I know you listen. I know you listen. <laughs> All right. Because I, I can see the analytics and I know that people are really engaged and it's awesome to see how engaged you guys are. And we're really excited, you know, to do this. And it's crazy. Like uh, at work, people have been asking me, when the next episode's coming out. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, well, we got to, rec- like, it's a weekly thing. Like, it's just. Like, people are depending on us right? Like, for you their gotta, entertainment. You got to wait. And, <laughs> like, one day I, w- I was sitting there in, in my office and I walk out and everybody's talking about it. That's so cool. I was just like. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but on the inside, I didn't tell them that. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you're like, that. that that's cool. But yeah. on the inside, both of us are just like. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm exploding on the inside. But I, what I want to do is I, I kind of want to set up this thing like before we start recording, you know, like while we're getting set up and everything like that, and maybe like have it go into actually the podcast, you know, if like you guys tune in or whatever, it's like a special treat, you know, you get to see it before it comes out. You get to see what we're wearing while we're doing this, which right, is usually exactly. our pajamas. And, right, and I want to call it the <laughs> broadcast before the podcast. Ah. You know, just like a, like a Facebook live stream or something like that where, you know, it gives you guys a chance that, you know, like you can engage and stuff like that. And you don't have to take the time to message us because I know that must be very, very hard. <laughs> All right. Why I'm, are you being mean to I'm our throw, listeners I'm right now? I'm throwing a lot of shade right now. I know. You're being really mean to our listeners. <laughs> Can you please be nice? Thank yes, you. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but no, I, it, it's really cool how engaged everybody's been um, just as far as listens and stuff like that and just seeing how well the episodes do. Yeah. And it's cool getting all the feedback too. Like, oh, hey, like people notice that I say like a lot. Yes. A lot. A lot. Listen, it's it's my California <laughs> accent. It's my California accent. But people have really given us some really awesome, like, constructive criticism. You just did it I again. just did it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but they've been giving us constructive criticism and, like, you know, things that we're doing well and things right. that we're not doing well. It's really great. I've been told to just not talk and just let you talk. <laughs> And you know, I can testify to that. I have heard that as well, right. but I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, yeah. And see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this could just be a podcast of me and Bentley sitting in a room. <laughs> and just being dead dead silent. And all you hear is the, the damn dogs outside barking, which I haven't heard them. Maybe they put Maybe them they down quiet. or something. No. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, I want to get to I want to get to our stories. Okay. So, and that's why we drink kind of is the um What are you doing with your hands? Influence. I know. I'm trying to you figure look out like Ricky Bobby right now. I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh so <laughs> let me try that again. And that's why we drink is the Everything ended up fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we drink is the influence for this episode because especially with my love of serial killers and, and weird creepy things I really wanted to talk about them. So I have I have two for you, actually. Okay, so you don't want to talk about them specifically. You just want to breach their topic. Right. Okay. All yeah, right. I you're, just want to talk you're, about you're, some serial killers. You're I still just wanna... fangirling out right I now. I am. I really am. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> she she literally just leaned back in her chair and like put her put her fist up to her mouth and like like almost squealed. <laughs> Without squealing. Stop 
love it. Okay, so we're live right now. I know. Do you, Not <laughs> everybody can know how much of a weenie I am. I, you are a weenie. Do you want to go first, or do you want? Yeah, I'll go first, and then you go, and then I'll close up with my other one. Okay. Okay, so um, the first one that I have is kind of based off of a um, what's it called? Like an urban legend. So. I don't know if you guys have all heard, but like there's like the urban legend about like the man with the hook hand and, you know, there's the kids making out on lover's lane or make out point or whatever. And then, you know, the radio scratches and you hear a news report of this man that's running around murdering people. And, you know, he's got a hook for a hand. You know, normal stuff. You know, normal stuff. And then. You know, the girl says, oh, no, Timmy, I'm scared. Like, let's leave. And then he's like, nah, babe, it'll be fine. And she's like, no, really, let's go. So then <laughs> then they leave. And then I guess, like, you know, he goes to a gas station or whatever, and he gets some fuel. And as he gets out of his car, he sees that the hook is in the his hash door. Bringing, the the hash slash slinging. <laughs> the hash slinging slasher. <laughs> so it's just in the door. Yeah, so it's just like like a creepy thing, like, oh my gosh, like it was true. And I guess it's supposed to be, um, it was it started around like the 1950s and 40s and 50s. Right. It's- I, I don't, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was just trying to, I was trying to put myself in his shoes. Like, if I got out. The to, slasher or the no, kid? <laughs> the, the kid. So if I got out of my car and there was a hook in my car, I feel like I would just be more mad at the fact that there's a hook in my car. No way, because then that means that the hash slinging slasher was outside of your car, like watching you and your girlfriend make out. But anyway. Well, it, then I would go confront him and get his insurance information. Anyway, it's supposed to be. <laughs> just, just shut me down. Thanks a lot. It's supposed to be like a warning tale for kids not to go and do the do. You know, like, oh, it's so scary out there. So probably you shouldn't be in your car. <laughs> so doing- so- Somebody's creepy parent was just hooking cars. Right. <laughs> but anyway, this one is kind of based off of that. Okay. But it's a real murder that had happened. And I, I don't I don't know if this was the origin for it and then it kind of continued after or what, but um this one's called the Phantom Killer. Okay. Okay. You're looking at me. Um, <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure you're paying attention. I, I, yep, sitting right there across will, from you. There will be a quiz at the end of this. <laughs> so he's the phantom killer. And um, he killed five people and wounded three within 10 weeks. Um, he wore a white cloth mask with, like like they said that it looked like a pillowcase. So like like the, uh, the, the, uh, the mob on Django? Yeah, kind of like that. Like <laughs> he looked like somebody from the KKK without the point. But I anyway, can't see shit in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had, he had ripped out eyes and a mouth. Gotcha. And so... Um, he had two double murders and then um, wounded, uh, he wounded three who survived. Um, and so I guess these kids were in the car, you know, after a date, kind of like the uh, previous mentioned story. And um, they're making out or doing whatever. And this man comes up and knocks on the window and shines a light into the car. And the first murder, the the kid's like, uh, you got the wrong dude because he thought that somebody was playing a prank on him. And then he gets pulled out at gunpoint. And the actual, the first assault um, that didn't end up in murder, they they both survived. But then afterwards, he kind of fine-tuned his craft right. and was, you know, started murdering people. Like, like Dexter. Kind of, yeah. And the craziest part is he was never identified because he wore the mask and it was also uh, 1946. So, <laughs> like, they, right. you know. So the internet was just getting started. Right. And we also <laughs> didn't have, like, any kind of viable for forensics, forensics, fl- phlebotomy, phlebloomblox. Why are you putting, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm on the struggle bus today. Yeah, you are. Um, no, so, I mean, like he was never identified in the first people who had survived the attack. Like to this day. To this day, they still don't know who it is. That's what's up. Hashtag so, anonymity. 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 <laughs> um, so the first people who had survived the attack, um, the the 
teenage boy in this situation had identified him as one person and then the girl had identified him as somebody else. So the cops actually think that the first two people who were attacked knew who their attacker was, but but was trying to like protect him, I guess. Right, because that's what you do. Right. I mean, like, and the the kid, the the guy had excuse you, Bentley. Yeah, what are you doing? We're doing a podcast right now. Don't that come was up, so rude. Yeah, don't come in here and just talk to us. Interrupting. Anyway. Go lay down. I love you. Goodbye. So. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the guy, I guess, had been popped in the head so hard with this guy's gun that his skull was fractured in multiple places. That's insane. Yeah, and I'm like, just after one, that. one good pop. Well, I think it was a handful of good pops, but the I can't imagine having my skull fractured by somebody smashing me in the head with a gun what, and then what are you being doing like after this? <laughs> and then being like <laughs> I'm going to protect that person. Right. Like no, I'd be like, "Ah, uh, yeah, no, it was Mason, bro." Like it <laughs> like no. That's rude. But yeah, so they they made a movie out of it and it's called me. It's called The Town That Dreaded Sundown and it's uh it was filmed in like 1976 and it spooked everybody so bad because the the beginning portion of this movie had a disclaimer and it said the only thing that has been changed in this is the people's names to protect their anemones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so everybody was freaked out because it was kind of filmed as a documentary. So but it, act, it it's not true and it's not based, I mean, it's kind of based loosely on true events, but it's really not. But it freaked out all these people in this town because they all believed that that was what had happened and it was way more violent and way more scary than what had actually happened. I mean, murder is always scary, but you know what I mean? Right. Well, you know, in the, what's crazy is did any like spinoff murders happen because of the movie? I don't think so. Because it's... It's, uh, I'm trying to find it. So, like, basically, like, you made me watch Dexter. Yes. And Dexter was so cool. Um, I, I was very, uh, what, what's the word? Um, hesitant to watch it. And I was like, ah, that doesn't look, she's like, yeah, we'll gotta watch this show. It's about a serial killer, but you love him. And I'm like, no. Calm down, creepy. Um, yeah, but, but like you did wind up loving Dexter oh, no, at the we, end. We absolutely binge watched the shit out of that that series. I think it was what there's eight seasons. Yeah, and we finished it in like two weeks, and oh, all, yeah. all the episodes are like two hours long. We would clock seat. out. We would clock out from work, rush home, instantly turn on Dexter, and like stay up way, 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 way too late <laughs> until we basically had to go back to work. <laughs> So what happened was it was so well put together that there was spinoff murders mm -hmm. and like people thought they could get away with it because Dexter got away with it. Right. So uh, let's see here. Um. On November 4th, 2010 in Sweden, a 21-year-old woman known as Dexter... Moder Modern should have read this before. <laughs> should have figured this out. Uh, but it says in quotations, "The Dexter Killer uh, was killed her forty nine year old father by stabbing him in the heart." During questioning, she compared herself to Dexter Morgan, who is the main character of Dexter, uh, and a picture of the character would appear on her phone when her father called her. Oh my God! And in July two thousand eleven, she was sentenced to seven years in prison. But, Just seven years for killing somebody? I I mean, I guess. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> so, another... There's there's so many of them, actually, which is kind of weird to me. Um, what about that kid who was a diagnosed sociopath or a psychopath? And he had, like, a whole, like, manifest and stuff. Do you remember that? No. That one was really interesting because he was a Dexter killer as well. And he kind of took the teachings oh, this is, from Dexter. I think this is the one I was about to read. Is a British teen Stephen Miles, seventeen, was sentenced 
was sentenced to 25 years in prison on October 2nd, 2014, after brutally stabbing and dismembering his girlfriend, Elizabeth Rose Thomas, 17, in Oxted, Surrey. Sorry if I said that wrong, if you're from Britain. <laughs> uh, police discovered Thomas's body on January 24th. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought his name was Tom. Man, this is just so confusing. Um, Thomas's body on January 24th, 2014, and determined the cause of death was a stab wound to the back. Miles was arrested on suspicion of murder. He pled guilty to the crime on September 9th, and according to the police, Miles had dismembered her body following her death, wrapping her limbs in plastic wrap, and attempted to clean, clean up the crime scene before he was found by a family member. Miles had been reported to be obsessed with the television series Dexter and was also uh, diagnosed with an autistic syndrome and reportedly had an alter ego named Ed, whom Miles claims made him carry out the heinous murder. Heinous? Heinous. Heinous? Whatever, get out of here. Okay, you can't make fun of me and then... <laughs> yeah, uh, bull. Heinous. I totally can. So, I have some some in, some interesting tidbits unless you want to go no i want to hear yours okay so if you guys don't know already which i mean you may because you know he's he's pretty famous and this kind of pegs him as uh, america's first serial killer and i'm talking about uh herman webster mudget or better known as Better known as H.H. H. Holmes. He's like one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's so interesting. He was born in May six May of May sixteenth of eighteen sixty one, and he would become recognized as one of America's first serial killers, um, just because of the way he disposed of bodies and wildly inconsistent stories and confessions. And what's crazy is so much stuff about his life is still unclear. Oh, yeah. Because no, like, whoever was, like, investigating it didn't have a pen. No, but but the problem with with H.H.H.H. Holmes is that he lied so often that nobody really knew who he was even after his death because there were so many conflicting, like, he had all these different aliases and he had all these different stories about who he was and he was a claims adjuster. No, he actually ran a hotel. No, actually, you know, well, I mean, he changed his name completely. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) like, uh, well, so, um, police around the time suspected he had about nine or 10 victims. Mm -hmm. But then, are you going to let me tell it? No, I'm just so excited. I can't not. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sit in the corner, all right? <laughs> so, um, when when Holmes published his confession, uh, he, he claimed credit for the deaths of 27 people, but several victims were still found later to be alive. Um, to make matters more confusing, Holmes took back earlier confessions while on the gallows and complained, claimed to have killed only two people. But, uh, you know... And <laughs> like you said, he, he lied so much that... Yeah, they really don't know. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, that's still enough to hang you. Well, because there was so. one point in his life where he said, oh, I've killed over a hundred people. Right. So he kind of never really... It was never really... Consistent. Yeah. Like nobody ever knew how many people he actually murdered. Right. Because he, you know, there was... He was so con- inconsistent on his lies and that you know that made it to where nobody really knew who he was what he what he did um it's it's believed that when he was young his classmates teased and bullied him and then when they discovered that he feared doctors they forced him to stand in front of a human skeleton at a doctor's office and stare at it well he was certainly scared at first holmes later said the experience exercised him of his fears about death and may have led to his fascination fascination that was weird um and later and his unhealthy obsession with it so he also stole and disfigured cadavers that's nuts 
While Holmes was in medical school at the University of Michigan, he stole several cadavers from the lab, disfigured them, and tried to collect insurance by saying they died in an accident. Over the years, he perfected the insurance scams and supposedly came, became the beneficiary on policies of several women who worked for him, many of whom mysteriously died shortly after. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. It's so interesting. All right. <laughs> like, he's so smart. I mean, that's what's so crazy how, about him. But how did nobody notice bodies going missing? Well, because they were either cadavers or like he would pick them up out of like a gravesite or something like that. And he would place them where this accident took place. So a lot of it was like fires and stuff like that, where these people were so badly burned beyond recognition anyway, that right. he could actually be free to kill these people the way that he wanted to. But what what I'm saying is... How did nobody notice him wheeling a body out of the university? Listen, this was like in like the 1800s. Like <laughs> he yeah. probably just went in the dead of night and everyone's like, oh, it's gone. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> back in the day when crime was so much easier. Right. Right. Now, <laughs> now you got to go and do all this other stuff. It's just so. Got to dress in full SWAT. You it's know, just so inconvenient. <laughs> he was married to three women at the same time. Uh, play a play. Ow, ow. Uh, he married his first wife, Clara, in 1878 when he was only about 19. Two years later, the couple had a son, but Holmes soon abandoned them and married uh, Marta Belknap in 1887, even though they, he had yet to divorce Clara. He filed a few weeks later, but the papers never went through. Finally, he married uh, Georgina Yoke. On January 17th, 1984, or 1894, in Denver, Colorado, not long before he was arrested for insurance fraud. So technically, Holmes was still married to Clara, Marta, and Georgina when he was put to death in 1896. That's nuts. He was just like, uh, divorce is not really a thing yet, so I'm just going <laughs> right. to move, and nobody knows where I am, so it's fine. So the construction of the murder hotel. All right. There we go, Tina. I got this you. This is my favorite. All right. Um, it was a mystery to many, even those building it. And around the time of the 19, 1893 Chicago World's Fair, Holmes brought, bought a property that he would later use for a hotel primarily, primarily utilized to murder people. In order to ensure that he was the only one who knew the hotel's true purpose, Holmes hired several different contractors to complete the building's construction. Every so often, he'd fire one if they thought they were seeing too much. Despite this precaution, the plans must have caused at least a little suspicion among the builders. The blueprints included 51 doorways that opened to brick walls, 100 windowless rooms, stairs that led to nowhere, two furnaces, and a bod and body-sized chutes to an incinerator. I just don't think, though, that, like, the people who were working the construction was like, this is a body size shoot. Like, they're just like, ah, oh, it's like probably for trash or something. Right. You know? Cause like, or murder. Or murder. <laughs> I just don't think that anybody at the time thought that people really had the capacity to do all of the horrendous things that he did. People were kind of surprised. Right, especially since they're like labeling him as America's first serial killer. Right. So people had no idea. Like before, there were like outlaws who killed a lot of people. Right. But not necessarily in people who. Not, not like in smart ways to where nobody knew that they were doing it. Right. Like, you know. In like a premeditated sense, not like a, you stole my horse. Right. <laughs> kapow, kapow. He, he actually took and sold the skeletons of his victims to science. Oh, see. He's so altruistic. He right. Just... As a former medical student, Holmes had many connections that enabled him to sell his victim skeletons to labs and local schools. He sometimes hired an assistant assistant or was accused of stripping the flesh off the bodies, dissecting them, and preparing the viable skeletons. The rest of the remains would be tossed in pits of lime or acid, effectively breaking down the remaining evidence. Ew. In case you're wondering how to get rid of body parts lime and acid i could not tell you the ratio but we'll figure it out later <laughs> so number six and we, we are on number six we're moving right along all right <laughs> uh, he made his business par partner fake his own death for yet another insurance scam he had his friend and accomplice benjamin pitzel fake his own death so his wife could collect his ten thousand dollar life insurance payment which would ultimately go to holmes 
However, rather than find a cadaver lookalike for Pitzel, Holmes decided just to kill him. Holmes rendered him unconscious with chloroform and then set him on fire. Later, Holmes claimed to have murdered three of five, three out of five of his children as well. Mm-hmm. Messed up. <laughs> Messed up. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, number seven. He was brought to justice by a horse. What? So police have been suspicious of Holmes ever since a former cellmate um, was started talking, you know, like, hey, something's, something's, something's off here. Um, and according to the National Police Journal, while imprisoned, Howard, which is an, an alias of Holmes, um, told Hegpeth, Hedgepeth, that's weird, H-E-D-G-E-P-E-T-H. Good old Hedgepeth. Right. <laughs> that he had devised a scheme for swindling an insurance company of $10,000 and promised Hegpeth that if... He would recommend him a lawyer for such a suitable, su- suitable for such an enterprise. He should have five hundred dollars promised to him, but Holmes never paid up. As payback, Hegbeth said, shared the information with the police, which initially the authorities had little evidence with which to convict him, but they did have his outstanding warrant for stealing a horse in Texas. I know he he spent some time in Texas, and that's what I like about him, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holmes was terrified of being sent back to Texas, where the pu- the, pu- the punishment would be rough and ready. Rough and ready. I don't know. They have it in quotations. That Just like, like all the Texans are like, we rough and ready for you. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like on TV, like how they depict Texas. Yeah. Just to have all have our cowboy hats on with our boots and our <laughs> ready our, with a rope with our belt buckles. um and confessed to the he confessed to the insurance scam but uh, not the murder of pitzel according to the national police journal um he claimed to have gotten a body from a doctor in new york who shipped it to philadelphia where he was living at the time using his medical knowledge to fit fit a body in a trunk how do you need medical knowledge for that um i mean if the body's dead you could probably just you could you could make it fit in the trunk. That's that's what I think. I think the medical knowledge was about like cutting it up. Oh, okay, that makes that makes a lot more sense. All right. Um, I like oh. how I'm like kind of nervous to like tell you about my like knowledge of this stuff. I'm like, um, I think maybe possibly maybe this is what it's about. He made a three inch incision. <laughs> <laughs> Holmes nearly got away with it, but the inspector remembered that when the body was first discovered in. It was in full rigor mortis, meaning the person had died recently. So the inspector asked what techniques Holmes learned had learned to stiffen a body after rigor mortis had been broken. He had no answer, and the game was up. I don't get that. You don't get it? No, try it again. Okay, so he asked, he asked Holmes how he got the body to go back into rigor mortis after rigor mortis had broken. Right. After it had broken. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, and he, I don't know the answer for that. So how well, is that? Well, like, he, he had no answer for that. Am I guilty also? Yes. Because <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I'm sending you for rough and ready punishment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, after being sentenced to the death penalty, he requested to be buried in concrete. Holmes asked to be buried 10 feet under and encased in concrete because he did not want grave robbers to exhume and later dissect his body. Which is hilarious because that's exactly what he did. Yeah, it's very ironic. So he's like, uh, I did this to people, but don't do it back to me. Okay, right. thanks. Despite being somewhat odd, his his request was granted in the end. Um, and newspapers actually paid him for his confessions. So... Holmes was paid $7,500, which is about $215,000 today, by by newspapers to tell his story. However, they didn't quite get what they bargained for. Um, Holmes gave a number of contradictory accounts, which ultimately discredited him. But one thing in a contemporary newspaper reported him saying stuck with people and later inspired the book and the movie The Devil in the White City. I was born with the devil in me. That's what he says. Yeah. That's a quote. That, that is a quote. It's, it's a quote. in quotation marks. H-H-H-H-H Holmes quote there for you. 
Yeah, you know, and there's nine things you may not have known about Triple H Holmes. Triple H. <laughs> well, I find it super interesting. That it's only two H's? About the hotel. <laughs> you know, but, I, I want to talk about the hotel for a minute. Right. And like, I I hadn't seen it before. I didn't really know about him until we were watching that show where they go back in time. Mm-hmm. And they did such a good job. It was so creepy. Yeah. It had me, it had me on edge. Well, the thing is, is H.H. Holmes was pretty charismatic. Right. And so people kind of liked him. So they kind of trusted him. So when he built this hotel, especially during the fair, which kind of like you, sheesh. All right. <laughs> no, so, um, guys, if we don't post an episode next week, you know what happened. <laughs> so what's interesting <laughs> about him is that when he built this hotel, like I mean, the hotel had gas chambers in it, and it had spaces where he would literally bury people alive within the walls, and nobody could hear them because of the layers that he had put up and all this super interesting things because he had planned for it because he had planned for it and um they did basically i don't know if you guys watch american horror story but um the hotel is roughly based off of the murders of h.h holmes really Mm-hmm. What was the what was the name of that show that we were watching travel no not travelers and not travelers um Oh, it's so good, too. Um, keep telling me about H.H. Holmes. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's really interesting, and I just really like how they portrayed him in American Horror Story, because it was pretty similar to, like, the things that he would do, because he was really sadistic and really gross, and, like, the reason why some of the hotel rooms didn't have windows was because those were, like, the gas chain chamber rooms and weird stuff, and, like, the walls in between rooms were so thick that nobody could hear anybody scream, and people would get lost in the hotel and turned around. And then next thing, you know, H.H. Holmes would have them cornered. and Right, because you know, of all the, the brick walls behind doors and stuff yeah. like that. That's so crazy. Uh, timeless. Timeless is... Uh, oh, yeah, Timeless. If you haven't seen Timeless, it is amazing. And it's weird just because it's time travel. And if you don't like that kind of sort of thing and it throws you off, get over it. Because <laughs> it's really good. Because it's awesome. Because it, it's... I, I enjoy history. And it's 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 cool to see other people's take on history and how they can make it interesting 200 years later. Right. You know, and it's just like, but it's cool because like in, in the episode, they go back in time to the Chicago World's Fair. And they're, they're chasing after this guy who's trying to disassemble this whole organization and he has to go this way and that way, but they end up at the murder hotel. And I'm just like, just what happened to them in there it was so crazy and i was just like this is it's what actually happened to people right and uh, mm-hmm. like just putting yourself in that situation like freaks me out like yeah well cuz uh, it's kind of strange <laughs> it's kind of strange especially when things happen so long ago i mean like even just the one that i was talking about it happened in 1946 and that seems so long ago to me that these people aren't necessarily real so when you put it into a tv show and make you like relive it right it's totally different. You're like, oh my gosh, these are real people and real things happen to these people. It's pretty crazy. Right. <laughs> it, it is It is insane in the membrane. But that's why I love all these, these serial killers and stuff because they're so, so beyond my comprehension that I'm interested by it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> the end. That's it. That's it. But, I have been psychoanalyzed. <laughs> That's the conclusion. Diagnosis, you're weird. Book closed, mic <laughs> dropped. So I believe you have one more little Yeah, I've got I've got one more. I just kind of um this isn't this one's actually a new one for me. This is not one of my So you don't know absolutely yes. everything about it. I should have done counter research so I could I know, right? Interject. Well, and my thing, too, is that, like, I know a lot about most of the famous serial killers. Right. So, you know, you're John Wayne Gacy, you know, your Zodiac Killer, your Night Stalker. Your Tina Lund. Ted Bundy, your, you know, all of these people. <laughs> uh, Ed Gein, you know. All, like, right. But this one I had actually never heard about, and it was actually really recent. Okay. And it was in Dallas. Uh, did you Did you ever hear about anything? No. Because you were here? 
No. No. <laughs> what, 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 like, what year? Do you have a year? Uh, or, or am I asking questions outside your research parameters? No, no, no. He, um, <laughs> it was, it was in 1991. I was not born yet. I know, but like, you live in Dallas, so like, like for example, Charles Manson. I wasn't born when Charles Manson did all of his stuff, but I it, know it would have been like. 97 or 98 before I was even able to comprehend <laughs> what's going on, what's going on. Okay. So. so Charles Frederick Albright, um, he was convicted of killing only one person, but he was, um, suspected of killing three in total. Okay. So he is known as the Dallas slasher or the eyeball killer, the eyeball killer, right? Like when you say that, I picture like Medusa. <laughs> that's exactly what medusa is that's hilarious i, I know right <laughs> anyway um he's a real life diagnosed psychopath which is interesting because um there's not a lot of psychopaths in the world people think that's like oh you're a psychopath whatever it's not actually a widespread diagnosis right it's really, really rare to find a real true psychopath, and that's what this guy was. I wonder if it's cold if he has to bring a straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, okay, go away. So anyway. Uh, I saw it building up in your head <laughs> as, as you started to picture it. <laughs> so, so here's the reason. So he was, he was convicted of killing one person right. and all three of these women were sex workers and they were all found dead on the same street. So they so, it sounds like Grand Theft Auto. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> except with a twist. Oh, okay. So he, um, the reason why, I mean, he was convicted of the one, but he, they're pretty sure he did all three of them because they were all exactly the same thing. They were all found on the same street. They were all three sex workers and they were all found without their eyeballs. At least he was consistent. Right? I know, but isn't that nuts? They like, <laughs> could you imagine rolling and being like, okay, not only is there a dead person, but also they're missing their eyeballs. Right. So the first woman was... Uh, just picturing that. Like, uh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> so the first woman was uh, just found right, um, basically like in the very, very, very start of the day. And they found her and basically she had been shot once in the back of the head and her eyes had been removed with surgical precision. Which is crazy because I'm not reading anything about him having any kind of training or anything. So how would he have practiced that in order to have surgical precision? YouTube. <laughs> you I guess any, it's like learn. the early 90s, maybe. You can learn anything on the maybe. internet. Maybe. <laughs> but... uh I guess, let's see. I think he's still alive. I want to talk about homeless Jesus. Oh, yeah, we can talk about homeless Jesus after this. But basically, <laughs> the, the whole thing was just, it was kind of crazy because all three of these women were all shot. And they were, sh the, the, the difference though is that the women were shot in different ways. So all of them had shots to the back of the head. But like the second woman was found with shots, like there was one in her chest and one in the back of the head and like one like in her thigh or something, which to me said that it wasn't a surprise. Like she might have known. Right. Like she might have been trying to run away or something like that. And right. he still got her. But well, uh, well, if he wants their eyeballs, why is he shooting them in the back of the head? I know. I feel like you could damage them that way. Right. Because he took them with him. Yeah. He took the eyeballs with him. So. He didn't just plop them out and set them on the sidewalk. No, he kept them. <laughs> kept Which, like, do you keep them in your pocket? No, or like, <laughs> you, you put them in a jar. Have you not seen any scary movie well, ever? I'm like, saying, okay, again, he provided the props for the scary movies. Going back to like the timeline, like this is 1991. I feel like people would notice, right, that you're carrying a jar full of eyeballs. Yeah, well, that's subjective. And then also, it's not really known whether the eyeballs were taken out before or after. Ooh. Yeah. That's gross. Well, I mean, I feel like they would have to be taken out after. Probably if it was like surgical precision or something like right, that. Right, because they'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what sound you would make if your eyeballs were being taken out? I, would, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I can only just. Imagine uh, what uh, right. <laughs> that would be. That's what, probably what I would do. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> on the way home from work uh, and I feel bad. Kind of bad about it, but not really. So 
Um, <laughs> I'd be driving home from work. It's like 10, maybe 11 o'clock at night. And I see like this figure on a bench that looks like he's wrapped up in a blanket. And I'm like, okay, this is just like a homeless man sleeping like on the bench. But then I start noticing it every single day in the same position, hasn't moved. And I'm just like, uh... And he's, like, there, like, in the rain and, like... Right. I'm like, there's a dead body. Totally. On, on this bench. On the main road. And, like, I'm just like, should I call? Nah. <laughs> I'm just like, nah. I'll, I'll just, uh, like, somebody else will call. But then it keeps going. It keeps getting... That's it. like Kitty Genovese. What do you mean? Kitty Genovese was murdered in uh, the late 80s, I want to say, or the early 80s. <laughs> And um, basically, they said that there were 57 witnesses to her murder, and not one person called the police. So she was attacked outside of her apartment, stabbed, okay? Then the assailant... Was that like that that one show that we watched? I don't think so. It's it's in the beginning of Boondock Saints, they talk about it. Oh. The murder of Kitty Genovese, but she... um, So she was stabbed... And then, and it wasn't fatal, so she was still okay. And but nobody, nobody called, and she ended up dying because he came back though. So her screams scared him off. So she was screaming, obviously, because she was being stabbed. That was in in the show that we watched that 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 cop show that was like really stupid. Do you not remember that? No, I don't remember. Um, yeah, like that was like one of the things that he went to investigate was like the. uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> was like you know i don't know we'll, we'll move on we'll yeah move but anyway so it's like, so basically you're you're part of the problem and if you I'm saw kitty genovese being murdered you wouldn't have done anything either because you aren't calling on this homeless man who's dead on the side of the road <laughs> right right <laughs> um yeah but sorry i threw my phone on the ground <laughs> that was that thud so I'm driving to work one day and now it's daylight and I'm ta- I am I bring it up to Tina. I'm like, Tina, have you seen this? And, and she's like, yeah, um, it's homeless Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You do what? <laughs> because I'm sitting here thinking this is a dead guy on a bench that for some reason, like, I, and with Dallas PD being the way that it is, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> And then I'm over here calling this dead guy. Oh yeah, homeless Jesus. <laughs> right, right. And because I don't know, doubt they're kind of lazy. I don't think they're lazy. I think they just have so many other things that a dead guy well, doesn't really bother them. They're like the crimes already <laughs> committed. Like I'm not worried about that. Like, like I was, I, go- I was going the- like 65 and a 35, and a cop like turned on his lights to pass me. He was just like, "Bro, you're going too slow." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Okay, all right." Um, but yeah, so homeless Jesus. And then I'm like, what? Like, are you insane? And she's like, no, no. And we drive by and sure enough, there's like 80 like picket signs all around this bench. And it's like, this is a statue. This is homeless Jesus. Like (laughs) it is a statue of homeless Jesus. I'm just like, what? (laughs) They must've had to have put it up though, because there were so many people who called. Right. Because it looks like a dead guy on a bench. It really does. And technically it is. Oh. Ah! Oh. <laughs> you're, you're grounded. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, homeless Jesus was so funny because I'm like, oh yeah, it's homeless Jesus. And he just kind of looks at me like, like, is this a real person? Or, like, <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, well, what is it made out of? <laughs> right. Like, well, you, I, don't, I get like art, but what a weird place for art. And as far as, the subject and insulation. Well, like, and it's kind of weird because it's kind of next to like a bus stop. So like it really does look like a homeless person asleep on a bench I wonder what, for I wonder, days and days. I wonder what homeless people think about it. Ooh, next podcast. Right. We will go interview homeless people <laughs> and say, excuse me, how do you feel about homeless Jesus? Hey, what you feel about homeless Jesus? I don't really like him. I don't really like him. <laughs> I feel like he puts a bad name to homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> I, 
think we need to end our episode now. <laughs> uh, yeah, before we have a homeless revolt. I know, right? <laughs> We're going to walk outside and they're going to be all out there. I'm like, we heard you talking about us. <laughs> and they're going to have picket signs and be like... <laughs> Oh, my we're a protesting homeless Jesus. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh, my God. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode six of Sinfully Us. Please like, subscribe, download and share and look for us on all social media platforms at Sinfully Us and at SinfullyUs.com. Send us your questions on social media. We know if you will or not. We know these things. Yeah, don't don't forget that shade I threw schematics. on you. <laughs> <laughs> or to sinfullyus at gmail.com to be featured on the show. And I'm Mason. And I'm Tina. And this was Simply Us. us.